You're listening to Bad Trip, the true crime and other weird shit podcast where two sisters take you on a wild ride through some of the world's most fucked up places. Each episode, we journey to a new location and explore its sordid past, creepiest urban legends, and landmarks you won't find in the guidebooks. So buckle up, because it's about to be a bad trip. We interrupt this program because the civil authorities have issued a contagious disease warning. Now we're one. Where is your emergency? The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. Initially, many thought the pops they heard uh, were fireworks associated with the show. But soon it became obvious that this was an attack. Hello and welcome back to Bad Trip. Hey, hey. It's Shauna here. And Taylor here. <laughs> um, it's a Friday night and we're kind of low energy, so we're going to try to pump ourselves the fuck up. Pump, pump, pump it up. Pump, pump, pump it up. Oh, my God. Okay, so today we are moving on from the state of Pennsylvania to New York. New York, New York. Hey, I'm walking over here. Hey, I'm the meow meow. Oh, my God. We, he's from Jersey. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Now I'm offending more people. Taylor, tread lightly. <laughs> tread lightly, tread lightly. I forgot. If you're easily offended by bad New York accents or people making dumb jokes, this is not the podcast for you. Also, like any bad accents, not just New York. Also oh. French. Oh, yeah. We are bound to do a French accent in pretty much every episode. Yeah. Not a good one. No. No. But you know what? If we keep doing it, we might eventually get good. No. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt a weird feeling and it was just the cat under my legs. He's creeping. Ooh, he's funny. Okay. Um, so today is our first episode in New York, so I am going to tell you some fun facts about the state, and then Taylor's going to give us a conspiracy story that takes place in New York. Yas-ish, like off the coast of New York-ish. Look, it's our show. We can do what we want. And once again, we don't care what you say, but also we do. So like, if you have opinions, let us know. Yeah. You can email us at badtrippod at gmail.com or check out our website, badtrippod.com, and submit Whatever you want there. You can just like tell us how, what's going on. Yeah. We don't have a lot. Go- well, no, we do have a lot going on, but like we want to hear what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and also um, you guys need to vote, please. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the last episode before the election. right? Yeah. Yeah. Go out and vote unless you're voting for Trump, in which case kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get some reviews for that, maybe. If not, fucking bite me. I, they're going to say, fucking Biden. And I was like, well, no, he's not that great oh, either. Oh, no, no, just bite me. <laughs> bite us both. Yeah. Anyways. Um, all right. Well, should we get warmed up with a question first? Yes, that didn't warm me up enough. <laughs> okay, so my question for you today is, uh, what is a current trend that you hate? And or... TikTok. What- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just really disappointed her. She gets so mad if she's reading something and is like interrupted or if it's like game directions. Okay, she's pouting. <laughs> because whatever. Okay. So answer the question. TikTok. 
Okay, TikTok. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate what it stands for. I loved Vine. What does TikTok stand for? Um, Young people doing stupid things. And what did Vine stand for? Not that. But I was also young, so it was great. Okay, so now it's like kids these days. Yes, absolutely. I just like, I don't know. There's something about it that just is like, ew, please stop. Everyone's doing the same dance. Like, that's not what Vine was. Yeah, I guess people have like challenges and stuff. I don't know. I think it's kind of nice. It's like bringing people together and like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Other people can enjoy it. I just will never. Yeah. Like I have to fight Haley when she sends me videos on TikTok. I'm like, uh. I have seen some excellent videos on TikTok. I've also seen some bad ones. And the thing I hate most about TikTok videos versus Vine is Vines were what, six seconds? Well, that's what I love. You can get so much done in such a short amount of time. Right. So my thing is like about TikTok, there's some great shit on there, but there's also some bad stuff. And you can get through like, you know, a minute and be like, where's the funny part? And nothing happens. But mm-hmm. in a Vine, you know if it's good within six seconds. Right. I love Vine. I miss Vine. But I, I generally enjoy TikTok. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What about you? I thought of an answer, but now I forgot. Oh, I know. Okay, so there's this trend of like, God, I feel so old, of like Gen Z wearing like millennium clothing. I don't know. They're calling it something. I don't remember. I'm so old. Um, But like clothing that was popular in the early 2000s. So I'm talking like, you know, just all the shitty stuff we used to wear. I, I just can't even describe it. Like weird, like loose jeans, but not in like a mom jean way. And like a yeah, like flared like jeans, wide. They're so wide. Flared jeans, like, like low rise. Yes, yes. This is like oh, a real like thing. Belts with like fringes and stuff. Ooh, I don't know about that, but probably that like, was my jam. They're wear and they're wearing all these t-shirts that they're getting from like Goodwill or whatever that we threw away 15 years ago. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I've seen I've seen it on TikTok. Ew! This is why I avoid TikTok. I'm learning so much about the youth. I don't want to know. Just just know. I'm like, that stuff didn't look good, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And it sure as hell does not look good now. But. It's like you guys were making fun of us, I'm sure, five years ago, looking at our old MySpace photos. So why now? But you know what? Trends always come back. I remember being like 15 and wearing skinny jeans and mom was like oh we used to wear peg leg jeans oh my god peg leg that's so cute yeah so you know it all comes back around and she thought that she's like god you guys are dressing like it's the 80s and you look ridiculous and that's you know every 20 years shit just recycles i guess oh yikes anyway i feel warmed up i'm warmed up all right cool do you want to talk or i guess do you want to hear about new york i was like i don't want to talk about it yet yes i want to hear about it (laughs) i'm just not ready i'm not ready yet Okay, so, oh, so I just want to mention first that last week we talked about New York diseases. Like, you sort of signed me up for talking about diseases. I, like, basically was so excited to hear about diseases. It came out of nowhere. We hadn't planned it. So I'm not going to be talking about diseases this episode, but I will be talking about it in our next episode, our detour. I'm going to be getting into the history of pandemics in New York City. It's going to be It's way more fun than it sounds. So basically, she really let me down by not talking about diseases, but then she really fucking built me back up by doing our entire detour of hers about diseases. Yeah, so be ready for that. I'm excited. Talk about a good freaking sister. (laughs) That's me. You know, you tell me to jump and I'm like, I'm gonna jump twice as high. Yes, I love that. And sometimes you're just like, no. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm actually pretty lazy right now. And I'm like, all right. (sighs) Okay, so anyway, back to New York. New York is nicknamed the Empire State, and it has a rich cultural history. But today, I'm not going to tell you very much about that. Okay. 
because I was saying this to you earlier, but you know, we're on our what what state are we on now? Seventh state, sixth state? I think it's seventh. So you can only say, you know, these same fun facts about states so many times before they start to get boring. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of went in a different direction. Okay. I'm like excited to hear this. Okay, cool. So we will get back to talking about the state of New York. But first, I want to talk about the city that never sleeps. The Big Apple. New York City, baby. Baby. And then she's doing like a booby shake. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoulder shimmy. Ah. All right. So a booby shake. <laughs> literally, I was in belly dancing for years and shoulder shimmy is a very common move. And that's what she was just doing. And I called it a booby shake. That was really good. I'm a child. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay, so New York City was actually known as New Amsterdam for almost 40 years in the 1600s. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, so can you just imagine, you're like, New Amsterdam City. Oh my gosh, I'm from New Ams. New Ams. That is until the English took it over from the Dutch. This is the only history I have. And uh, they named it after the king's brother, the Duke of York. It's not even like his name was York. They were just like, you're in York. Wow. We'll name this York. I went to York in England. Oh, yeah. That was like my first weekend trip. That was so freaking fun. Well, you went to old York. I went to ye olde York. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so the English had it for a while and then the Dutch snatched it back and then they named it New Orange. Whoa. Is that why Syracuse is orange? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. I'm going to say yes, just for the hell of it. Okay. So, yeah, it was New Orange for a little bit, and then the English took it back, and they're like, no, it's New York. Bro. I like how they're tug-of-warring New York. Yeah. So, eventually, the English just kept it, and then it became, you know, the United States. So Gotcha. Okay. It was actually the capital from uh, 85. Uh, 85? I'm saying it like it was the 1900s. <laughs> from 1980. No. <laughs> Good Lord, I can't read. From 1785. It was the capital from 1785 till 1790. From 2008 until now. Until present, Yeah. Oh my God, wait, sorry. That makes me think of today at work, we went to say happy birthday to someone and I was talking to one of my coworkers and it was his boss whose birthday it was. And I was like, hey, what year was he born? Because I had a sticker that said the 60s and I like wanted to give it to him. Oh my God. I didn't know if he was born in the 60s. And he goes, um, 1687. And I was like, what? Thinking just 87. And I was like, there's no way. And he's like, Taylor, 1600. I was like, oh shit. Is Your he... brain just heard 87. I really did. And I was like, wait, I can't. And I was like counting on my fingers. Like, what year is it? Like, he's not that young. I was like, there's no way. And then, yeah, ding dong. So we're not good at years, it turns out. Turns out. Math, geography, not my strong suits. So the main reason that I want to talk mostly about New York City is because it's actually home to two thirds of the state's population. Whoa. Yeah, not not just the city, but the greater New York City area. Okay. The city itself has over 8.3 million people in its 303 square mile area. What? Yeah, I did not realize that. Like, I knew, obviously, there were a shit ton of people there, but over 8 million, that's wild. Wait, that, like, fucks my mind up. Th- wait, 303 square miles? Mm-hmm. Okay. There are only 11 states, aside from New York itself, that have more than 8.3 million people in the entire state. Whoa. Whoa. California, Texas. Oh, I didn't write them down, but... I was just guessing. That's only two I can think of. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're right about those two. Yeah. So it's super populated. And that is one of the many reasons the Electoral College is bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a large portion of our country lives in New York City, and yet some whatever montana you know i mean montana just f off 
Now I insulted Montana. Sorry, Montana. Are you square? Where are you on the country? <laughs> Such a square. Are you still, do you still go here? Are people still from Montana? Do people still live in Montana? Oh, Hannah Montana. Oh, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Oh, whoa, whoa. You should just replace that with actual Hannah Montana going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no. <laughs> We'll replace it with the actual Hannah Montana and it will be great. Or I'm going to do all three in a row and you're going to have to guess who's who. <laughs> I'm the best one. <laughs> okay, so New York City is made up of five boroughs. Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Staten Island. Mm. And I have a little map of those. Uh, I almost said islands. Some of them are islands. On the blog, on the episode guide at badtrippod.com. Or on our Instagram, at Bad Trip Pod. Indeed. Ooh. You can just see how they're laid out. Okay. You guys know they're all different colors from each other? Yeah, one <laughs> Manhattan's purple. A Staten Island is orange. I wonder why. It's, what do they call it? Big orange? New, new orange. orange. <laughs> it's new orange. Big orange. It's like the big apple, but the big orange. Yeah. Anyway, so like everything's, you know, everything's all there. Staten Island's a little off to the side. Manhattan's real kind of skinny and long and... It just looks kind of, you know, like geography. Like New York. Like New York. Yeah. So the city is super diverse, and it's actually the most linguistically diverse city, with its residents speaking about 800 languages in total. Whoa. How many languages are there in the world? Uh, great question that I don't know the answer to. I'm going to Google it while you tell me okay. the next thing. Um, so in the last census, New York City was 44% white, 26% black, 13% Asian, and 29% Latino. And so just as a reminder, Latino's not a race in the census, so they could be black or white. Oh, I forgot that you said that. You've said that before, right? I think so, yeah. That's just how they measure it in the U.S. census. That's not really how I think most people think about it. But... Right, right. Oh, my gosh. I have to interrupt you because there are 6,500 languages spoken in the world today. Wow. I guess a lot of those are probably small, like different dialects of a language. And that's really interesting. So many. So many. Ooh. Okay. So sorry. Back to your thing. Okay. So I was just talking about the diversity of the city. So over a third of the city's population was born in another country. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So for this reason, it's often called a melting pot, but in reality, it's actually still very segregated. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's America. There's also a serious affordable housing crisis in New York City, which I think everyone knows that it's really expensive to live there. But I personally did not realize how much until I did a little digging. Ooh, okay. So we're going to play a game called How the Fuck Much? Ooh, I love this game that I've never heard of, but I already know I'm going to love it. So I'm going to show you three apartments for rent in New York City and have you guess how much they cost each month. Okay, are utilities included, I assume? Hard no. No. Um, all the apartments are two bedrooms with hardwood floors and an in-unit washer and dryer, which is pretty, you know, pretty special for New York. Yeah. Okay, so... So for each of these, I'll show you three photos and give you a little bit of information about the apartment. Okay. So this first one, to give you a little context, our house that we live in now is almost 1,600 square feet. Okay? Okay. Let's start with apartment number one in Clifton Hill, Brooklyn. Yeah. So this apartment is in the Clifton Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn. As you said, it's almost 1,000 square feet, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and it features floor-to-ceiling windows. And it is located in a 13-story apartment complex with a gym. How much do you think this one, apartment number one, costs per month? Hmm. I'm going to go with 
2300 The answer is $5,100. No, dude. Uh, this place does not even have like a dishwasher. The cabinets are not updated. Like, it's a fine apartment. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not worth that much money. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, like, it's a nice view, but that's if you get a high, you know, floor. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, uh, again, you guys can see all these on our Instagram or our episode guide at badtrippod.com. You guys should look at them because, like, that threw me off. Yeah. Okay, so now you have a little bit of context. Well, here we are at apartment number two in the financial district of Manhattan. Yes, so this two-bedroom, three-bathroom apartment is Mm. on Wall Street. It is spacious at over 1,600 square feet, so even bigger than our house. And it has a dishwasher, a home office, and a private terrace with views of the Manhattan skyline. Uh Uh-oh. The 42-story complex has a full-time doorman and a gym. Mm. Oh, man. First of all, if we lived here, Aspen would be the wolf of Wall Street. Oh, my God. I love that so (laughs) much. We should just Photoshop her into these pictures. Oh, I love that. We totally could. Okay. Second of all, this place is nice, like, especially the way they just have it staged. I'm here for it. Um, I'm, I mean, based on the last one, this one's got to be bekonkers. Um, I'm going to say like 13,000 a month. Ooh, eh. you were actually a little high this time. Ooh, This one falls just under 9,000 a month. Wait, okay. That, okay. This is worth it then more than the last one. I agree. And it's also, it's like. In Manhattan, it's probably a little more accessible, although Wall Street's like way, I think, like the southern tip. So it's not close to everything. And also you could turn that office into a third bedroom if you wanted. And you have a doorman. A doorman. You got a doorman. But yeah, it's still hella expensive. Wow, 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 wow. All right, let's wrap it up with apartment number three. All right, apartment number three in South Ozone Park. Park! (laughs) Queens! Taylor's going through puberty. (laughs) It happens all the time. Okay, so this tiny 700-square-foot apartment packs in two bedrooms and two bathrooms. It's located in Queens, about five minutes from JFK Airport. From what I can tell, this building used to be a single-family home and has since been converted into two separate units. It does not have central cooling, so you will need to bring a window air conditioner. Oh, hell nah. So, how much do you think this apartment costs per month? Mm, okay. This one, I'm going to say... Before um, you guess, I just want to point out a couple things. Number one is that the laundry's in the kitchen as if we're in England. Yes, I was thinking that. And it's like a washer-dryer combo. Yeah. Um, also the front door is right next to this bed. That's what I was going to say. That's not the front door, actually. I think that might be like a side door or a back door, but it certainly is a door to the outside and it's right up on that bed. I don't even know how you get in that bed. That's the wrong bed frame for that room. Yeah. Okay. So how much a month do you think this guy is? Okay. This one, because it's in Queens and is smaller and no central air. I'm going to say... 2600 a month. Ooh, very close. Ding, 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 ding. Ooh. This one is 2800 a month. Yay, I'm close enough. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, another benefit of this one is it does have a garage. Ooh, so much room for activities. Yeah. So anyway, that's just like a little insight into how freaking expensive it is to live in New York. And I was, I did digging. I looked for 
a long ass time and I could not even find a super shitty two bedroom, two bath for under 1900 anywhere in the city. Oh my God. Even like Staten Island. I'm like, how does anyone afford to live there? I don't know. I mean, they better, they better get paid more there. They do, but not that much. And also, I mean, not if you're working like a fucking like service job, I'm sure it's not that much better. That's so true. So on a similar note, in 2014, nearly 5% of New York City residents were millionaires and about 46% lived in poverty or very close to it. Fuck that. Yeah. So there's a lot of wealth inequality in New York, especially. <sighs> okay. okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about Long Island because um, it's a special place. Yes, it is. About 40% of New Yorkers live on Long Island, which is that little tail poking off the side of New York, and that's where Ariel and Tom are from. Oh, hi, Ariel and Tom. Hi, guys. So it is indeed a pretty long island, 118 miles from end to end. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's known for having some really beautiful beaches, and it's also where the Hamptons are. So you probably know the Hamptons as a swanky vacation destination where they go and like Gossip Girl and stuff. Wait, I'm mind blown that those are in Long Island. I know. You wouldn't expect it because Long Island, I feel like at least people not from New York, we have this assumption about Long Island that it's just kind of like basically New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's what I thought. And I know that will offend a lot of people who are from there, but that's that's the perception. Like that's what we're told. I've never been there. Yeah. So I mean, I I think it's all going to be great. You guys have Teresa Caputo. I mean, hello. You've got it all. So the Hamptons are just a collection of small towns at the eastern tip of the island. And a lot of rich people have houses there and vacation there. And regular people will go there, too. But I want to show you, because I'm on a real estate kick right now, I guess. I want you to go to the next picture. And you can see this home that Beyonce and Jay-Z own. It is 12,000 square feet and cost them $26 million. Ooh, that's a pretty penny. Oh, my Lanta. Isn't that insane? And you can see it's kind of covered by trees, but there's like a guest house, too. And there's like a a pool back there. It's on like a lake, literally. Yeah, it's an infinity pool. It's on a big pond. And actually, this house was uh, a few years ago, like updated. And they this was before Jay-Z and Beyonce owned it, I think. But it was rotated 90 degrees. So the living room faced would face the lake. They moved the whole ass house. Come on, build another living room. I'm saying. What? Oh my gosh, this is so insane. Imagine living somewhere like that. What I would get lost. It's so wild and beautiful. Like, Again, me bringing up The Sims, but when I make big Sims houses, I get lost in my fucking Sim houses. Oh, yeah. I When I watch, like, okay, my guilty pleasure, one of them, is the Beverly Hillbillies Housewives or whatever. It, that's what she calls the real housewives of Beverly Hills and also Vanderpump Rules. It's all the real. It's all Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, it's all the Beverly Hillbillies. So <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump always is, like, getting lost in her house looking for her husband. And she's always running around being like, Ken. Ken and I'm like imagine just being lost in your house I can't imagine that that's hilarious wowza oh man so that's Long Island and then the rest of the state so New York is more than New York City obviously in terms of location but the population is spread out a lot over that area and there's seven people in the rest of the state precisely so pretty much anything north of Westchester County, which is just north of New York City, and that's where Juliana's from, mm. that's referred to as upstate New York, even though a lot of it really isn't all that upstate. It's kind of just there. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so um, the state capital is up there. That's Albany. And the state overall has almost 20 million people. Okay. So it's a big one. 
it probably will not surprise you that politically New York is very left-leaning. In fact, there are more than twice as many registered Democrats than Republicans in the state. Zim. Yeah, so they they get their poll on. I don't know. They get their poll on. Yeah, you know, that's what the kids are saying these days on the TikTok. Get your poll on. Get your poll on. That's my favorite thing that teens are doing. I'm going to get a shirt that says get your poll on and then quote and then it's going to be quoted by teens. Oh my God, but it's like going to be spelled different so they're going to be confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, almost done with this background. So the state borders New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Vermont. And it's right across Niagara, uh, the Niagara River from Canada. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of which, one time we accidentally went to Canada. We did. And I think we should just tell that story real quick. Okay. Okay. So we were kids. We were on. Did we tell this before, actually? I don't know. Mm. I'm going to tell it anyway. We were on a family vacation and we were visiting Niagara Falls and our dad was driving and took a wrong turn. And we somehow ended up in this place where you couldn't turn around because there were spikes on the road. He wanted to go in the gift shop and there was like a sign that said no return. And he mom pointed it out and dad was like, no, it's fine. And just like went in the parking lot. Like maybe he thought it meant you couldn't return things. I don't know. No, he knew what it meant. But he was like, we'll be fine. So yeah, there were spikes so you couldn't get out. So we were forced to go into Canada. And this was before you needed a passport, but you did need like a birth certificate or whatever or an ID. And we were we were children, so we didn't have IDs. Yeah, we didn't plan on going to another country, so we didn't bring any of that. So we get in there and we had to talk to some people and I was like bawling my eyes out. And so my parents were like, stop crying. They're going to think we kidnapped you. And they literally were like next to us in the lane. They were like ripping the insides off of another car, like searching it. And I was like taking photos of everything like, oh, my God, a Canadian person. Oh, my God, a Canadian building. A Canadian car. It was like I'm the weirdest. I don't know why. But yeah, it it just was like the most fun for me. And Sean was very exotic, traumatized as shit. Yeah. So anyway, that was fun. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing is just a little bit about the the land there because it's very beautiful. So New York has a diverse landscape with three mountain ranges, several major rivers, and a lot of lush forests. So to wrap us up, I just want to show you a beautiful picture of the Adirondacks in upstate New York. Okay, I'm down. Is that like um, a drug when you have ADHD? Yeah. Adirondacks. Snort that. Adirondacks. Take your Adirondacks. No, it's a mountain range. Whoa. Isn't that gorgeous? Gorge. Gorge, gorge, gorge. Holy shit. Wow, actually, that is so pretty. Yeah, so, you know, New York is obviously, a lot of it is a city, and it's skyscrapers, and it's that culture, and then it's also a lot of beautiful nature, too. Whenever people ask if I've been in New York, I always say no, but I forget that we, like, road tripped through buffaloes, but I'm still like, no, I haven't. Did you say buffaloes? <laughs> no, buffalo. Oh, I heard buffaloes. Maybe and I, was I like, did. Hmm. Maybe I did say buffaloes. Maybe you did. But um, yeah, because we went to Six Flags in New York. Oh, what a vacation. That was so fun where we went. Did we talk about this? Who knows? What the hell? We went to like five different Six Flags throughout the country. Yeah, we like went from Illinois across to New York and then down the East Coast. That was fun. So anyway, that's all for New York State for this week. Yeah, I'm going to tell you my conspiracy theory. Whoop, whoop. Are you really ready? It's really weird. I'm so excited to learn that bears did 9-11. Oh, my God. Don't tell them yet, you spoiler. We already talked about it last time. Bears did 9-11. And we're back. Back from the dead. (laughs) She's insane. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Well, almost. True. When we're recording this, 
Oh, wait. Don't tell people. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways, Halloween is soon. Very soon. Happy Halloween. I set my Slack emoji to a different spooky thing every day. Oh, what is it right now? A bat. Oh, nice. Mine's been a witch for the past like two weeks. Ooh, I like that. And it says feeling witchy. Oh, mine says spooky with like sticky caps. Oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. Very MSN messenger vibes. That's what I like. And I, you know, what? I should put the S as a dollar sign. Oh, that's such a good idea. You know, when I was like 13, I really thought I could like probably make money by like charging people to make cool statuses for them or whatever they were called. What? Cool MSN names. Yeah. Shut up. I was like, I bet someone would pay me $5. (laughs) Oh my God. And that's how she's in the job she is today, folks. Uh, Capitalism. That's so funny. Oh, anyway, let's talk about your story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking about the Olympic conspiracy. We do that so much and we're so bad at it. I love it. (laughs) Help. I just thought if I put a little more passion into it, it might be better, but I was wrong. No, no, no. You were right. It was better. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is, okay, right off the bat, I need to shout out Haley because this episode, she like told me about this. So we always talked about it together and- I'm dedicating this episode to Haley. Love you, Haley. Love you, Haley. So first, we're going to start with a quick overview of one of the most famous disasters in history. On April 15th, 1912, a luxury steamship named the RMS Titanic, called an unsinkable ship, sank after sideswiping an iceberg during its maiden voyage from Southampton, England, to New York. Bing! New York. What? We're in New York, so I just had to bing oh. that that I said New York. Okay. I thought I did I didn't understand. It's okay. Okay, so the Titanic, which hit the iceberg around midnight, only took three hours to sink, killing fifteen hundred of the two thousand two hundred and forty passengers and crew on board. That's I mean, like I know that, but it just hearing those numbers it's crazy. I know it's like mind boggling. Thinking of like the size of the town we grew up in was not many more people than were on that boat. Ooh, yeah, actually, sometimes it was about that in, like, the winter. I remember watching the Titanic as a kid with mom and dad, and I didn't want to see people die, so I said, like, hey, when the boat sinks, can you guys tell me, and I'll just close my eyes for a second. For half the movie. Because I thought it would, like, crack in half and, like, immediately sink. I did not understand. I was, like, seven. Oh, my gosh. So did you end up watching it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just didn't watch the sex scene. Ooh, risque for Shauna. Well, I didn't watch it, so. I know, it's too risque. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying it's risque for me to not watch it. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so speaking of the Titanic, um, it has inspired, I said speaking of the Titanic, like as if, duh, I'm speaking of it, but I meant the movie. Yeah, it sounds like if I just brought it up out of nowhere. Right, but I'm like, oh yeah, speaking of that, let me tell you this entire story and conspiracy about it that I have in the back of my mind. Anyways, the sinking of the Titanic has inspired many books, articles, and movies including one specific movie. Well, now this doesn't make sense. I was going to say you might have heard of, and like we just talked about it. Well, maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Tell me what it is. Okay. It's called Titanic. Oh, I've heard of that one. Oh, good, good. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio as Jack Dawson, a drifter and artiste from good old Wisconsin, and Kate Winslet as Rose, a high society young lady with a shitty ass fiance and a controlling wanker of a mom. 
A wanker of a mom. Yup. That movie, man. It's so good. Quality shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you. One of the main reasons I wanted to change my major to film was the Titanic because I was like, I can't believe they took this story and made it like into this beautiful movie. It was so good for its time, especially like it just looked so fucking good and great actors and just like. And it was like three hours long and people still loved it. Yeah, I watched it so many times. So I was like, okay, this is like one of the movies that just makes me want to make movies. That and High School Musical. Oh, of course. And then I found out that it wasn't a real story. And I was like heartbroken. Wait, I I think you've told me this, but I forgot. I cannot believe you thought it was a real story. Like, I didn't fully think everything in it was true. But like, I definitely thought, like, I didn't believe the whole, like, heart of the ocean. You know, I didn't think that storyline was true. But I thought like Jack and Rose you thought they were real people okay and like maybe they were in the guest book and maybe they really like i just was fucked up that's heartbreaking yeah and i was like mm, 19 when i found that out so well it's still a good movie oh yeah it is and i'll watch like it's so horrible but i have to watch the sinking half at least twice what i like have to watch it twice to really like let it sink in what the fuck i don't know why it's like one of those things i watch when i need a good cry so then i watch it again oh i just listen to emo music well and then also we, you know when the band is like we're gonna keep playing oh basically, yeah and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and, and it's heartbreaking i watched that at least like seven times should do you want me to sing my heart will go on oh my gosh there's a video Dude, we can get this video from mom and dad. Mom, dad, send me this video. Yeah, it's a video of me. It was my birthday. What was I turning? Probably like seven or eight. She got a CD player. I got a Walkman for my birthday. And my favorite song was that friggin' I listened to the Titanic soundtrack all the time. And I loved My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Yes. And there's a video of me just like, you only hear me, obviously, because it's in my headphones. And I'm just belting out this song. And it's so horrible like it's painful to listen to i mean it's like a it's an accordion it's like an accordion mixed with like a a recorder oh my gosh that is so accurate and she's just sitting there like at the table in our just like old wisconsin house not a care in the world singing celine dion i thought i had a great voice when i was eight okay i was Mm -hmm. wrong but she was wrong we learn anyway anyways okay so yeah 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 anyways The Titanic is a farce. So (laughs) moving on to the juicy stuff now, or should I say salty? You are making so many inappropriate puns. I love it. (laughs) I know. I just had to because when I was writing this, I was like losing my mind. Did you plan the first one? The Sink Your Heart Sunk or whatever? I don't think so. I don't remember that one. Oh. (laughs) I forgot already. It was like 30 seconds ago. (laughs) It's been a day. All right. So... I'm going to kind of break down what this conspiracy is based off of, because it is definitely based off of like real events and things that happened and like these are proven. So I'm going to give you a rundown of that. Sorry if that was confusing, but it'll make sense when I actually like start to read you my notes and, you know. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm going to break this down in like a simple way for you because ships, there's just a lot of ships. Holy ship. 
Oh, no. I just had to. You've been doing it. It's true. And that was a good one. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was. Okay. Ish. So basically, there were two competing ship companies, the British White Star Line and the Cunard Steamship Company. They had a fierce rivalry and tried to outdo each other in all the things. And unfortunately for the White Star Line, Cunard set on its maiden voyage with the world's then largest passenger ships, the Lusitania and the Mauritania. Beautiful. Right? To compete in this dick-swinging contest, the White Star Line stepped their game up. This was possible thanks to another rich, powerful white dude. Thanks, bro. Yeah. In 1902, White Star had become a property owned by the International Mercantile Marine Co., which was a company bankrolled by J.P. Morgan. It all ties back. It does. To, I don't know what, but. To money, I guess. I don't know. To the same, like, four rich white people who are still, like, the ancestors of the current rich white people. Yeah, very true. Very true. With Morgan's permission, J. Bruce Ismay, who was chairman of White Star, began work on what came to be known as Olympic-class ships. He thought if they couldn't match the Lusitania's speed, White Star's Olympic-class ships would outclass Cunard ships. They'd be even bigger and more luxurious. Sounds great. So when you get scurvy, you can do it in style. Hell yeah. Well, these are passenger ships, so they're going to be like really clean and fancy and, you know, they're just like ahead of the times. Yeah, I guess they understood. Maybe they understood scurvy by now. They'll probably give them oranges or whatever. Yeah, okay. Or like an airborne. What's an airborne? An emergency. Oh, okay. It's like one of those pills or whatever. It's the one with the guy with the nose. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The cartoon dude. So with that, three ships were commissioned. The Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. I read that the Olympic was the first of the three ships to be finished being built. And as the ship line's namesake, because they're the Olympic class ships, it was considered the head bitch in charge. They're not very creative with their naming. No, they're not. But good for, wait, you said the Olympic was the HBIC. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good for the Olympic. Yeah. So like that, I mean, you know, the HBIC, that's like the lead ship in the fleet of three. Okay. I'm just imagining... Miranda from The Devil Wears Prada is that ship. Who's Miranda? The main lady, the devil. Oh, okay. okay. Who wears Meryl Prada. Street. Meryl Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of it. Okay, I like that. I think that's her name in the movie. Whatever. <laughs> that's She's the ship. She's the ship, yeah. Well, actually, no, I don't want to curse her. Sorry, bye. <laughs> the Olympic was put into service in June of 1911. The first few trips the Olympic took were major successes, but alas, it was too good to be true. On its fifth voyage, the vessel ran into serious trouble. On September 20th, 1911, while passing a military ship named the Hawk with an E on the end, the Olympic made an unexpected turn. Obviously, the Hawk wasn't expecting this maneuver and didn't have time to stop it or get out of the way, and the ships crashed. The Olympic was able to barely make it back to port, and it was damaged as fuck, and a trial later would hold the White Star Line responsible for the crash. Why, why did they just turn out of nowhere? I have no idea. Like, they just, like, whipped a hard turn and just, like, meh. Like, there's, like, one other ship. Like, you, all you have to do is avoid one <laughs> ship and you crash into it. That's what I don't understand. Like, you're on a whole fucking ocean. There's nothing in the way blocking you from seeing this giant ship. Right. Like, I know there's wind and there's, like, stuff going on, but Why are you on. getting that close? Yeah. This isn't, like, 
You're not seeing your like neighbor out on the lake and you're like, hey, will you pass me a beer? Hey, will you throw me a beer over from your boat? Hey, you catch any trout today? You get any walleye? Yeah, it's not that. They're like big ass ships. Yeah, so big ass ships. Wet ass ships. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, exactly. That was my thought. But I'm just like, I guess I don't understand ships, but also like, I don't understand ships. I mean, I don't understand ships and I still wouldn't have done that. So yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I read that this was a financial disaster for the company because they had to pay for the damages to both ships and legal fees for the court cases that were associated with the accident. Because like obviously insurance wouldn't cover that cost because why the fuck did you do that? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, this makes literally no sense. We're not giving you money. Yeah, they're like, you guys are at fault. So sorry. So sorry. Good luck. Repairs on the Olympic took almost two months, losing them even more money with their largest passenger ship out of commission. And parts that were intended for the Titanic were snatched up for the Olympic. So greedy. Right? So, like, the Olympic was the first one built. So the other ones, the Titanic and Britannic, still were in process. But it's like you had your turn and you you fucked up. So. I mean, the ship isn't like, hey, give me that propeller. Like, it's people. <laughs> we call ships she's, so they're people. And it's Meryl Streep. That's true. That's true. That's something that makes me laugh. Her maiden voyage. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like. It, do we call anything like a man like we call everything a man yeah but like all animals we assume are men except cats because they're girls but <laughs> oh my god am i wrong no you're right you're definitely right but you know like men don't get named after anything cool or you know what i mean <laughs> never mind keep telling your story okay so yeah even though it's like what the fuck why did the olympic deserve this still like you know it didn't have hands it wasn't taking them whatever <laughs> whatever So, yeah, parts were taken. And then when it was returned to service, a few weeks later, got in another accident where one of the propellers broke off. This is why you don't give second chances. No second chances. And then it's like, here's a third chance. They took one of the propellers from the Titanic as well. Again, greedy. Greedy. Oh, yeah. I have written here. Rude. Period. (laughs) Avaricious. What is that? It like means greedy, but in certain contexts. But remember how in elementary school we did the pumpkin and decorating contest? Yeah. Our word one year, everyone got a different word and they'd decorate their pumpkin that way. Mm -hmm. And then people would guess the word or like match the word with the pumpkin. Oh, okay. So ours was Mr. Avaricious and he was like a freaking money bags. It was amazing. Oh, that's really cool. I think we only ever got like costume ideas and stuff. Oh, I don't remember. I just really don't remember. I was in fourth grade and they didn't do it after that. I don't think so. You were really young when they did that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember doing it. I love that. Anyway. Anyway. Halloween. Halloween. Going against White Star Line's plans, the Olympic was ending up to be way more of a money pit than a success. And in other news at this time, the Titanic was finally finished after being delayed from many of its parts being stolen for repairs on the Olympic. And on April 10th, 1912, she was set to leave port on her maiden voyage. I feel like it's when people talk about God with a capital H, they say like, he loves us. And you can just tell there's like this emphasis in their voice. That's yes. what you're doing right now. That's why some I feel like sometimes whenever we hear or see or like read each other something, we'll be like capital H. And then you're like, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. So first she went to France. Then she went to Ireland. France? Did you say France? I said France. And then she went to Ireland. Oh, 
Ireland O'Connor. <laughs> oh no, Ireland O'Connor. <laughs> I studied abroad in Dublin. I'm allowed to make fun of it. Oh, Doyle rules. <laughs> oh, Doyle rules. <laughs> oh no, we're losing all of our listeners. <sighs> you guys, we have like one listen from a bunch of different countries, and I'm like, they listen to one episode and they're like, oh, never mind. But if you live in Bangladesh and listen to us, freaking email us. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, anyways, finally, she began her trek across the cold, watery grave. Some might call the Atlantic Ocean heading straight for New York. That's so (laughs) fucking dramatic, dude. I know I wrote this in a dark state. (laughs) And so we know that that is when the unsinkable ship sunk. I wait. So she just popped on over to France, right? Like it was like the path was like England to France to Ireland and then straight to New York. And they were just picking up people along the way. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, because a bunch of the people on the ship in the movie were Irish. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So the Olympic, on the other hand, went on to have a 24-year career as a successful ocean liner. She legit got the nickname Old Reliable because she ended up serving in World War I and apparently had an impenetrable hull. Same. (laughs) Oh, no. In 1919, she was fixed up to be a civilian passenger ship. Sip. (laughs) Your face was so upsetting. Sip. (laughs) You were like all of a sudden morphed into Paula Deen or something. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) I felt my face do that. (laughs) I couldn't stop it. Oh my God. All right. In 1919, she was. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> I just like keep picturing Paula D. <laughs> okay. I need a sip of water. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> And then we laughed for 27 minutes. <laughs> okay, I'm zen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Woo. In 1919, we're going to try this again. She was fixed up to be a civilian passenger ship and served as an ocean liner until 1935. Good for her. Good for her, girl. At that time, she was retired from the fleet. From there, ownership changed many times, and the Olympic was eventually dismantled and sold for scrap. But what if it wasn't the Titanic that sank? What? What if the Olympic was really the ship that went down that night? What if it was? Okay, well, here's the conspiracy theory. So, okay, I think conspiracy theories are fun. Um, I'm not, like, saying that I believe this, but I'm going to tell you as if it's, like, coming from a believer just giving their reasoning for stuff there are counter arguments and like people do try and debunk this some things are probably debunked a little more truthfully than others but i don't know some of it's kind of like there was this guy who i don't even really talk about because like he's a conspiracy theorist who wrote like a long-ass book about this and i think he's kind of um out of the box a little bit so i don't even talk about him because i think 
He's not credible. Yeah, he's not credible. And like not saying that all this is credible. You know, I got shit from like websites, just, you know, some people's reddits and like Olympic conspiracy dot blogspot dot com dot gov. So anyway, so just so you know, you can like search stuff and see some counter arguments, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but we're going to choose today to act as if this is 100% factual. Yeah, we're just like having fun with it. And I just want to tell you as if I'm like, let me tell you why this wasn't the Titanic that went down. Okay. All right. So buckle up because here we go. I feel like I'm at a party and like my friend who I went with went and started making out with someone. And I'm like in the corner and then someone weird comes up to me. He's like, want to hear a conspiracy theory? Well, would you be like, sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm not like creeping you out right no, now. No, I'm super excited. Okay, here we go, baby. At some point after the Titanic was finished, the White Star Line switched the identities of the two ships. So the Titanic was actually the Olympic and vice versa. And I will show you a picture of the two next to each other. And you can see these on our Instagram at Bad Trip Pod or on our episode guide at badtrippod.com. I, I like never really thought about how a ship was made. And that's, I guess, not what I would have guessed, though. It likes, it like makes me like, ooh, to think about that that's just like all wood just being stuck together. I know. I'm, it really looks like they're building a skyscraper, but there's a freaking ship in the middle. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Right? Okay, cool. So, I wonder if anyone died while building these. Ooh, I didn't look that up, but I should. We'll find out. So remember in the beginning when I mentioned that the lovely J.P. Morgan and his company financed the International Mercantile Marine Company? Mm -hmm. And that company controlled the White Star Line. So basically, like, J.P. Morgan controlled the company that controlled the White Star Line, who is the ship line that built these three ships. Sweet. Okay. So it's just like a little, you know, beep, boop, boop. Morgan had hopes of becoming richer off of sea travel, but he didn't realize how unpredictable it was and how much money he would end up losing from, like, the Olympic getting in all these freaking crashes. What a fucking idiot. I know. Duh. That's what you give for being avaricious. (laughs) Shouldn't be so avaricious, JP. All right. Here's the plot of the conspiracy theory. It was a ploy to remove a faulty ship that was costing the White Star Line way more money than it was bringing in, meaning the company could collect on her million pound insurance policy. And really, no one would know they had swapped the ships except the people in charge, like J. Bruce Ismay, Lord Peary, Thomas Andrews, and J.P. Morgan. So these are like some just big douchebags that, you know, I'll show you a picture. Okay. Ah, Yeah. That top left mustache is Ismay. Ismay has a mustache that could slice your head off. Like, it's sharp. It really could. And I don't mean, like, sharp. Like, you're looking sharp. I mean, like, it's, like, pointy. It's like daggers. Wow. And the man on the bottom right, I don't mean this in a mean way. I mean this in a purely factual, observational way. But he looks like a walrus. (laughs) That's J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Walrus. You heard it here first. You really, I'm sure, heard it here first. No one else has ever said that. The man on the top right. Okay, who's that? I'm like, who's that? I'm Kylie Jenner. He's the chief designer of the Titanic, Thomas Andrews. Okay, he looks pretty snazzy, I'll be honest. I I would have, I'm just saying. I know, yeah. <laughs> could uh, park his big ship in my little dock. <laughs> dock any day. Oh my God. He could like, get it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that freaking video. If you guys haven't seen that, 
look it up. It's funny. It's um, what's her name? Gigi Hadid. No, Bella Hadid. Hadid. Homeboy can get it. Look that up. It's the best. It's her in a shoe store. If you see her in a shoe store, you're not wrong. You're right. You're right. And you're not going to regret it. If you do, don't at me. At yourself and ask why you don't have a sense of humor. Exactly. So thanks. Are you going to say something about the bottom left guy or is he just the only one like not getting mentioned? Uh, he's not getting mentioned because he I didn't even notice him. He's so plain looking. You know, what? it's fine. He's just like the owner of the like place where these ships were built. Oh, He's a lord. Is his name Lord or is he a lord? I don't actually know. I feel like he's a lord. Either way, he's a kind of a dick. Just because like if you're a lord, like you're probably a dick. <laughs> I like how that's just like that's what's happening. Unless you're Lord the singer. She's excellent. Okay. So because the Olympic was previously damaged, they wouldn't get the insurance payout they were looking for if the real Olympic sank because they'd be like, uh, okay. Apparently, like, the keel was damaged, and that's something that's really hard to repair. So they're like, if this goes down, we've already crashed this ship multiple times. Two big ones. Oh, so they're going to say it was, like, basically pre-existing conditions. Yes, exactly. So, like, they can't give a ship that you've just recently, and within the first year, has crashed multiple times. Like, broken the propeller, gotten a hole ripped in the side, like, bent the frame. That's true. I guess if it's, like, really serious, I would say injuries, whatever, damage, <laughs> then... You can't just like fix it up real quick and send it on its way. Yes, exactly. So it wasn't too long in between that last one and when the Titanic had her maiden voyage, which was when the switch happened. Mm -hmm. Like supposedly the Titanic never actually went out as the Titanic. Okay. So all the first times before this, the Olympic was actually the one crashing. Yes. And now the Olympic has become the Titanic and the Titanic, which has never been anywhere, is now the Olympic. Correct. And just so you know, I don't know if you're thinking this, but this was kind of my thought. I was like, why are they going to like crash and plan for this ship, this passenger ship to sink? Like that's beyond fucked up. Yeah. Like you're just going to kill all these people so you can get some money for like some damage that you guys caused, whatever. Yeah. But they had a much less dramatic plan in place involving the repairs that were made when it crashed into the Hawk. And it is said that the Titanic had help standing by ready for a disaster of sorts. It's interesting because this plan, if it would have gone off without a hitch, the ship would have sunk slowly close to another ship. And that ship was on standby, basically waiting to come get all the passengers. So they could have let water in and made it a slow leak. So was the idea to damage it much closer to shore than what happened or not exactly to shore to another ship i'll read you this quote that i got from there was like this cool madison college in wisconsin did this cool like i don't know if they have like a newspaper it was for the the students that were doing um risk assessment and like one of or a couple of them did like a paper on this conspiracy theory and like talking about different stuff so this was a quote from them, and it's long, but I really liked it. When the Titanic sank, it was exchanging communication with the Californian. During the night of the sinking, the captain of the Californian telegraphed Titanic's Captain Smith four times with Californian's exact location. The Californian, a passenger ship owned by the same company, left port without passengers, but with a cargo of wool sweaters. The ship was parked approximately 19 miles from the Titanic crash site. 12 miles off of its original course. The engines were in standby and the captain slept fully dressed that night. The captain had given orders to wake him if there was distress signals seen in red and blue. And apparently the distress signals that the Titanic set off were white and that's not the correct color for distress signals. 
Oh. So it's like, that's why the Californian didn't get their cue to go help, supposedly. That is interesting. I'm just like, if there's if they're throwing up flames, I still would go be like, hey, you good, bro? But it means something else. I don't, I don't know what it means in like ship flame lingo, but. Oh, okay. So it has, I mean. Yeah, like there's a meaning to it. And like the thing is, I think it was red, white, and blue, but maybe only red and blue were distress and they didn't put those off. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, either way, whatever happened, it wasn't the Titanic that left the port on her way to New York that April. It was the Olympic. So those are some reasons that this switcheroonie might have happened. But people have done more for less. So I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, honestly. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a rich, powerful, money-hungry dude was like, eh, those people are fine because these tickets were so expensive, like the tickets to get on the Titanic. Oh, shit. And so they made so much money off these people. It was like basically first class, like just so much money. And I don't know. I I was just going to say that like, obviously, you know, people, I feel like right now it's very obvious that people are very expendable to the rich Mm -hmm. because they're like, well, we need to open the economy. It doesn't matter if people die. And so like if they can do that, then who says they can't, you know, yeah about this ship conspiracy it's like the same thing i agree honestly it's like shit repeats itself hello it's a little more like when the you know when the man's on the tracks like would you pull the the train to go run him over you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of like that it's like it seems like they're a little more culpable if they're planning the ship to go down versus like just not responding to an emergency but you know what i mean right totally um still fucked up and it could happen yeah yeah All right, so now we're going to talk about some of the physical evidence that people say. So those were kind of like why it would happen. And this is the proof, you know, proof in quotes that like people think this happened. Cool. You are going to need to look at these photos. We will explain it. But like, you know, it helps to see. It's a visual, visual learning aid. So if you look at the first photo, you can see a bunch of portholes to ship near the white railing so if you count them you can see that they're on one ship are 14 and on one ship are 16 the ship that left now i feel like a ding dong because i don't remember which one was which but like say the actual titanic had 14 and the olympic had 16 well when the titanic took off it had 16 interesting right right Why did they make the ships just like so slightly different from one another? So apparently the plan was to make them all exactly the same. That was like the blueprints and stuff were for the exact same ship. But like they, I guess, made modifications based on, oh, we wanted more light in this area after the Olympic was built or we wanted more cabins here and we don't need this. So it's like kind of like that. Okay, so they're like learning from their first prototype sort of. Yes, exactly. So as... Like the Titanic was being built, but like final, you know, more modifications could be made with stuff like that when it was like when the Olympic was out on its first year of, you know, being on the water. Got it. I'm impressed that you knew the answer to that question. Thank you. I read a lot. Okay, so then there's also the windows that are unevenly spaced on the Olympic. You can see that the windows are thin and they're just kind of like some of them are random. Some are really close together. Some are like seem evenly apart, but you can tell they're small. God, whoever made this was drunk. These these people on this boat, no wonder it crashed so many times. I know, right? And then on the Titanic, they're all uniform. They're they're larger. They're all evenly, you know. And it's not like it's an angle thing. Like those are from the same, basically the same angle. Hmm. 
Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yes, so there's another one. And then there's... Oh, wait, but the one that took off had skinny windows, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so the one that took off had skinny windows, even though the Titanic was supposed to have big windows. Yes. Okay. And then you can just see, like, another comparison here. The photo of the wrecked Titanic. And then these are the Olympic. And that's the Titanic. So, like, it's basically the same exact windows that the Olympic had. And then when you put the Titanics there, it just doesn't match. That's interesting. Okay. Apparently, the floors in the Olympic were covered in carpet before it was set as the Titanic because it had tile flooring and the passengers and crew who had been on the Olympic before would have been able to see the footprints that they had left. You leave footprints on tiled flooring? Oh, that's what it said. Interesting. Okay. So you're saying they carpeted it to cover up footprints? I'm like, damn, what shoes were you wearing? Chill out, guys. <laughs> like, why were you walking so heavy? I don't know. I don't really know if it was tile. I know that some of it was wood. So I'm sure it was different in different places. Mm, so there's stilettos, you know, those that crew walking around in their high heels. Were, yes, like Stabbing into it. Exactly. Their cloven hooves. Ew, it was Mr. Tomness. <laughs> so also, oh, this also makes sense. Apparently there were stains from spilled drinks everywhere, too. So like, you know, people were getting tipsy. So they wanted to cover up the stains and whatever footprints, whatever, were left behind. Gotcha. That makes, I mean, the drinks thing makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, I know. I didn't, when I even wrote this, I didn't even really think of tile. I'm like, well. I'm like, you can mop it. I know. You can just like put a paper towel down. You know, all their bounty that they had. Yeah. Cabins on the B deck of the actual Titanic were taken out to match the actual Olympics walkway to make the switch more believable. So the Titanic was going to have an extra cabin situation and then they busted them back out to match the Olympic. Okay. Oh, anything branded was swapped out. So like plates, lifeboats, life vests, etc. were all switched out because they were stamped with the Olympic. Okay. So they were switched for the ones that were stamped with the Titanic. This is like an elaborate scheme. I know it's wild. So yeah, like apparently there's, I mean, the conspiracy is that a small group of workers were paid basically and sworn to secrecy because they had to come in and do all this work quickly. Because, you know, they didn't have much time to switch them out. The final thing that is like my favorite physical evidence is that the names were not only like just metal bolted onto the ship, but they were kind of engraved a little bit like into the ship. And then the metal was bolted on top with the letters. So it wasn't just like an outer situation. It was indented too. So now that the ship is underwater, the letters MP are apparently on the ship underneath, like in the water, the wreckage. And this guy like Robert Ballard, I think, or something like that, went on a submarine expedition in 85 and apparently like got this on video. So it's like enhanced and stuff. And I don't, you know, you know. Yeah. I mean, if that's legit, it's pretty, pretty damning. Yes, exactly. Another interesting thing is that a large number of wealthy passengers who were close friends and business partners with Morgan canceled their trips last minute. Okay, that's shady as fuck. Oh, it gets shadier. Our boy J.P. Morgan, who had publicly certified that he would 100% be aboard the ship, canceled his reservations last minute, claiming he was ill of health. But interestingly enough, he was seen in en français, Two days later, seeming to be in perfect health. Interesting, Donald Trump. Right? Literally, dude. Uh, 
Morgan also had bronze statues removed from the Titanic within the hour before the ship set sail. They were like, oh, these are too expensive. We don't want to lose them. Yeah, basically. They still were willing to sacrifice a bunch of rich people. But I mean, they supposedly had the one off. That's true. Waiting. So like, that's the thing. It's like weird. Like whose idea was it to sabotage that or whose mistake was it? You know? Yeah. Could have been a miscommunication. Right, exactly. So it's just like, ooh. Now, chairman of the White Star Line, who we have chatted about briefly, Jay Bruce Ismay, his wife, Julia, and their three children also canceled their trip due to her being ill, but they were spotted on holiday in Wales. Insert clip here of Cardi B saying, that's suspicious. I can't can't do it right, but... Okay, I'll insert it. That's suspicious. That's weird. So, yeah, this is fishy. So fishy. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, my goodness. It's a whale of a tail. Oh, it, it sure is. All right. So last thing. There were people back in the day who had helped build the Titanic in the shipyard that we talked about, Harland and Wolf, where that like Lord guy owns it or whatever. And these people have come out over the years and said that the two ships were switched, but they were threatened by the White Star Line that if they ever told anyone, it would be the last job they did. They were going to kill him. They were going to kill him. They were going to kill him. They were going to make him walk the plank. <sighs> walking the plank should be a thing that we do more. Yeah, I'm all here for walking the plank. Yes. With the snapping alligators beneath like in Peter Pan. Mm, walk <laughs> the plank 2020. Walk the plank. <laughs> so one of these fellas is a man named James Fenton, a.k.a. Patty Fenton, a.k.a. Patty the pig. Excuse me? He's a, an interesting man, and you can see a photo of him on, on the blog or on our Instagram. He looks like a cute little old Irish or Englishman. I know, he's so adorable, and I love his brows. Oh, yeah. Actually, those are some, like, five-star. Like, they're not super symmetrical. They, they're sisters, not twins, you know? Mm-hmm. And they look great. Goals. So, regarding Patty the Pig. A man in Australia sent a letter to the Northern Star newspaper on July 31st, 1996. It spoke of a conversation the man's son had with Patty. So here's an excerpt of the letter. The rest of this is just, you know, quote from the letter. And then I'm done. The letter's from the son? The letter is from a man whose son talked to Patty. And then the son was like, oh, dad. Oh, the man's son. I thought you meant Patty's son. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, the man's son. No, I think I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's okay. When the surviving crew got to port, they were all taken aside and met by two men, one in a high position in the company, the other man in a very high position in the government. The government man read the crew the Official Secrets Act, explaining that if they told of the real reason for the sinking or the rumors of an insurance scam, they would serve a minimum of 20 years in jail and would never get a job when they got out. If you turn us in for this highly illegal conspiracy that we're putting together, you're going to go to jail. Like... I mean, true. That shit still happens. Yeah. But damn, that's fucked up. Damn. And I mean, there's like so much freaking more that goes into this shit. I'm so fascinated. I want to look up the counter arguments, too. But I'm like on board with this theory right now. I know. Right. It's it's like "Mm." there's definitely a little inkling of something there. Yes. It's just one of those that gets you thinking like. You know, now, especially now, like you said, we can see that people really do this shit. Right. And crazier shit's happened. Like Donald Trump literally like colluded with Russia and is still the president. 
Yeah. Like, so, oh my God, we could literally sit here and list off so many things and then I'll cry myself to sleep tonight. So let's not do that. Yeah. And not just him, like all politicians are corrupt. Just like all things right now are corrupt. But mostly him. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is it. So I really do encourage you to look up the counter arguments, though, because those are just as fascinating because it's like some of it makes sense. Some of it I'm like, eh, you know, it's just so interesting. Look it up. Look, OK, I will read an article. Do it. We're not going to do the work for you. I already did like a smidgen of the work. <laughs> now I piqued your interest. You climb the mountain. Right. Teach a human to fish, you know, and they'll fish all these conspiracy theories out. And then he'll have a walleye for dinner. Yep. Hey, hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Give me a walleye. Duh, bears. Tread lightly. Ooh, sorry. We're going to offend the Illinois person that stopped listening after episode three. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, um, that's that for this episode, I guess. Yeah. You can tune in next week. We're going to be coming to you with some detours. I am going to be, like I said, talking about diseases. Diseases. Yeah. You know, I know it's a long, a highly requested topic from all over the, all over the world. All you know? over the house. All the Bangladeshis are emailing us. Um, all one of them. Yep. All our French listeners are emailing us. Um, no, they're not. We haven't. We, no, that hasn't happened. Like, can you though? Yeah. You can email us at uh, badtrippod at gmail.com or reach out to us. We have like a form on our website. It's all fancy. Yeah, it's fancy-like. Oh, but I didn't mention Tay's going to be talking about a murder next time, so. Ooh, it's a good one. It's going to be good. It's an oldie but a goodie. Shauna just called someone. Someone's voicemail was just going. That, I accidentally returned a spam call. Oh, my gosh. They're like, you up? What if they were just, like, listening to us? Ew. Oh, my God. They got a sneak preview, and they're going to sell all our stuff to Perez oh, Hilton. Oh, no. Watch out. We're so popular. Careful, Perez. Watch out. Oh, my gosh. Um... Oh, God. What was I saying? I don't even know. Uh, a murder, uh, diseases. Uh, look at our Instagram at Bad Trip Pod. Get those pics. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you so wish, if it's five stars. I mean, four's fine, too, but preferably five. Yeah. You know, also, oh, we would be super grateful if you rate it and leave a review, even if it's just like a five-word review, because it just, like, makes us look better. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we, you know, we only care about the clout. Like, come on. Yeah. Look, it's all marketing. It's all bullshit. It's all Shauna's job. Literally, my job is marketing, and I'm like, oh, I have to market this, too. Yeah, basically. But that's okay. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening, and I hope that wasn't too confusing, and... Before we go, I just want to say there was room for Jack on that door. There was room for him, and Rose is kind of a bitch. I've seen both arguments. I think at the very least, they could have switched off. At the very least, they could have stacked. Body heat. Yeah. If you love someone, you stack. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, thanks for joining us on this bad ship trip. See it. Sip trip.